Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Raw Knuckles Podcast. Please like, follow, and subscribe. I went down to New York to visit my friend Jack Doyle. We went to Studio 54, and I, I was with all my friends. We got in. There was like six of us. And I could see you and Mario Mewa was standing up at the bar. And someone said to us, those guys, New York Rangers over there, Gresham and Mewa. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, look, I want to be a... I want to play in the NHL one day so I can go to Studio 54 more often. <laughs> that was my – Those were the goals. Anyway, those were the goals back then. When I stepped on the ice, I never backed down, and I never stayed down. And I was vicious, and I was malicious, and I don't care. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, Lexi. Good How to see you, you, pal. It's been a long time. I haven't seen you. You, you look. You look so nice now. You know, you're all clean cut. Really? You know what? What do you, what do you think that has to do with <laughs> changing lifestyle? Uh, listen, that's you know, yeah, a lot of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <Me> probably. Too. <laughs> you know. Me too. Um. Uh, say hi to Tim. Tim Stapleton, Ron Greshna. Say hello. What's going on, Ron? Tim, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? You haven't committed suicide yet? No. Him, or? <laughs> no. I thought about it. <laughs> thought about it a few times, but haven't acted on it. But, you know. Just Listen to me. He's one of the, he was, he was, he, uh, when the day he came to New York, it was, I knew it was the end of my career. Oh, well, you almost ended mine that day when I came, and we, we will get to that. But thanks for joining us here on the Raw Knuckles Podcast. Gresh, awesome to have you, my former roommate, teammate. Um, what other mate were you, my um, um, Fleming's we were, mate? I think we were drinking mates. Yes, we were, uh, no question about it. Uh, and we, we had some fun. You used to you drink, Chris? You used to drink? A little bit. <laughs> No, he didn't drink back then. It was more of the funnel. funnel you guys beer bonged? <laughs> Listen, I can't, uh, I can't speak badly of Chris because he drank because I drank just as much. Yeah, we had some fun, there's no question. But, Gresh, um, you know, funny, we had Kelly Chase on in a couple of weeks ago. What town was he from, Tim? Kelly Chase. Uh, like Pine, like Porcupine Lane or something. Porcupine shit. Plain. <laughs> Lane or okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. Gresh is from Good Soil, Saskatchewan. They, Saskatchewan has the best names yeah. of well, towns, really it, it, I think, in the world. Yeah, they have um, – well, you know where Moose Jaw is, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know where Moose Jaw is? Yeah. 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 Seven seven feet from the moose's ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know where moose jar is. So, well, that was good. That was, Gilly, that was Gilly's hometown. Clock Gillies. What? Um, yeah. Growing up in good soil, small town. How many people in there? The good soil. Uh, back then, probably I think it was around 175, maybe 200 at the most. Unbelievable. Wow. And was there a rink in town? Outdoor rink, indoor rink? What was it? Our does an outdoor rink, and then. Um, Went from outdoor to they built a uh, a wooden rink that was like a round topped, you know, kind of. Yeah. And it was like a smaller, smaller ice surface. But um, it was built by the townspeople and they all put it together. And we had an indoor, we were proud as hell. We had an indoor rink. Yeah. You know? we, were, we were one of the few at the beginning. And um, 
my father had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Uh, my uncles, because we all, we all played hockey. That's all there was to do there. You know, you played, you played hockey when you were whatever you, uh, you went to the rink and you learned how to smoke and drink. <laughs> so, that was you, <laughs> so that carried on throughout your career and that's okay. But yeah. I want to get a good soil. What was like, did you have enough kids to form a yeah. team? And when, when did you start like organized hockey? And did you have to, you know, the whole traveling yeah. thing because you were from a sm such a small town? Well, there was like a few towns around like uh, Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan. Yeah. There's a few guys that played in the NHL from there. Um, there was Loon Lake, Pierce Land, St. Walbert. And uh, not the, I, when I was 12, I played on the Pee Wees, Bantams, Midgets, Juvenile, High School, Senior league, cut. Played every day. So I played every I day. Wait to get. I, hate, I I can't tell my kids this, but I can't. I couldn't wait to get out of school, one way or another, to get to the rink. Yeah. Was well, there anyone out of your hometown that played in the NHL, or just you? I'm assuming. No, my my dad skated once. He skated on his first date with my mother in 1942. <laughs> no, he said the it. NHL. The NHL. <laughs> Clearly, the answer is no. <laughs> Well, the answer, the answer is uh, my dad did skate in the, in, in, in the Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. So, wasn't, yeah, wasn't that counts. Yeah. That counts. For him, it counted. So, you... I shouldn't say you... skate. I say stood on the ice. Okay. Yeah. And watch you yeah, skate. Like yeah. No, I, I, I... He made it, is what you're saying. He made it. He did. He did. He did. So... It was the 70, uh, let's see, 71, 72. You go to New West, play junior hockey. How do you get recruited out of where you were playing? Like, who saw you that, okay, uh, or did you get invited to camp? Did you get drafted to New West? Um, no, it was um, 1970. There was a, uh, in the spring, we went to a high school tournament, play high school, high school tournament for Saskatchewan. And we ended up winning our 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 group, you know, like the group, and and uh, and a guy named Jeep George saw us. Me and a bunch. We only we only had eleven players. We had a goalie and goalie, six forwards. I was a left wing, and uh, and four defensemen. That couldn't we, have we been pretty too pretty well. as a left winger. That couldn't have been too pretty. I've seen you skate. Like <laughs> I know, but I had the puck all the time. It didn't matter. <laughs> and. We ended up getting recruited. I went to the Esteban Bruins training camp in 1970. Okay. And I ended up uh, getting the crap kicked out of me the first day. Some guy, I was 15, the guy was 19 or 20, kicked the crap out of me. And that was like, I got called into the office and Ernie McLean goes, you made the farm team. I had a big black eye. Yeah. Yeah. And so I made the farm team and then... So Ernie McLean, he, he's the guy who was the GM of New West, was that it, or the coach? Yeah, he was a coach, owner, him and Bill Shinsky. And they moved from Estevan to New West. I went one year in Sherlock, British Columbia. Yeah. And then the year after that, New West moved out there. So New West, they had a reputation. Well, the Western League was tough, no question. But the New West had a, always had a pretty tough team, right? Uh, we, uh, my last year junior was 73-74. We never lost a home game. It was like, I went 28-0-6. So teams were scared to come in and play in New West. I was I was on the team and I was scared to play. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, 
had some we had some beauties, boy. We had uh oh my god, it was it was insane. But that's how hockey was. You you know what it was like. You grew up in that era. Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah. Thing is, Gresh, you know, you're one. You're four years older than me, right? You were born in '54. I was born in '58. But I never knew nothing about junior hockey. Honestly, I learned all about junior hockey when I came to Canada. You know, when I yeah. st- started living in Montreal, I didn't have a clue. I would have been perfect for a team like New West when I was a kid because the way I played the game, I, I wouldn't have been a 17th round pick if also, I played junior hockey. Yeah, I mean, there there was guys, there were guys that were real tough guys come into the league to, like my last year junior. I was 18 and that. Real tough guys. And they got drafted in the first round. Yeah. Yeah, one, yeah. one was by Montreal, I think. Um, um, they had like six first-round picks that year, Montreal. Yeah, go figure. How'd they wheel that? <laughs> <laughs> who was your team? Like, So who was your team growing up? Like, who'd you wa- watch when it you were It was kid? Montreal, right? I was a Montreal fan. There you yeah. go. And then, you know, like, like, you know, there's highlights of your life, you know, like, you know, playing your first game in the NHL, scoring your first goal, getting to the Stanley Cup Finals. Nux was lucky enough to win, but I didn't. And um, but I went to the hundredth uh, anniversary for Montreal in '09, I think it was. Yeah. And I got to meet all those guys, Bellavo and all those guys, Cornway. I took a picture, I think, with Cornway and Henry Richard. And and uh, we, between us, we had twenty-one Stanley Cups. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven and ten, I had none. <laughs> well, it's funny. Gresh, I always say that, like, living up here. Now, you, you know, I'll bump into people at the store, wherever I'm out, and, you know, hey, Knuckle, how many cups you got? And I'm like, one. And they go, just one? I'm like, look at you. You know, everybody else has, like, ten or six or five. Oh, or, and I got one. But let, let me tell you, I'm happy I have that one. So that whole New West experience, like, you had a great, um, certainly a, your last year at Junior, you, you know, 103 points, 67 games. You had the PIMS up there, 170. Um, you're leaving small-town Canada. You get drafted by the Rangers, 32nd overall. That was the second round, right, at the yeah, time? second 30, round. You were second round in 74. So it's off to the big city. Did you go to camp right away in New York, or was it in Providence then? Because you spent some time with nope. the Reds. No, what we did, what they did back then was they had, um, I came to New York in June that year. I signed. And then, Culture uh, shock a little bit? No, I always, I always wanted to go to New York when I was a kid. But was it so culture was like, shock for you? You know, small yeah. town, good soil, yeah, well, I mean, 600, 100 people? <laughs> well, no, but you know what happened? I, I, lived, I lived outside of Vancouver for, for three and a half years, you know? Yeah. So it was, uh, was used to like going to Gastown, all those places and, Sneaking into bars when you're 16 and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so when I came to New York, it was. I, mean, I remember getting off the airplane and we're driving out to Rockville Center, Long Island. And I'm going to the guy. Where are we going? He goes. Well, we're going to your agent's office. Your agent's house. I go. I don't want to go there. I, if I wanted to see two story buildings, I would have stayed in Saskatchewan for Christ's sake. <laughs> right? We end up. We end up going. The next day, a couple of days later, I went to Manhattan, and I got off in Grand Central. Uh, on the, on the, at the garden. Yeah. And then I stayed that night and I stayed overnight and I slept in, slept downstairs there overnight, walked around the next day and went back out to Long Island. They were all going like, Oh my God, what happened to you? <laughs> I was 19 years old. I care 
myself wasn't better. Yeah, it was. It, New York was pretty bad back then. It was pretty tough, but I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. What was you what know? was training camp like it. back then? I mean, we're, I'm assuming you came in shape, or we is had, that how it worked? Well, yeah, I I came in shape. Yeah, I did. never I really in shape. I, Who are you kidding? <laughs> I, was, I was in shape back then. And uh, we came to camp, and uh, they had camp in Kitchener, Ontario. Okay. So we were, we're, we're the first day. There's all defensemen on the ice. There's like 15 defensemen on the ice, right? So I lined up. I go looking around. Who should I go next? I'm not going to go next to Brad Park, right? Yeah. Because I think of you know, Brad Park. So I go next to Dale Rolfe. We take off down the ice. He's at the red line. I'm not at the blue line yet. So the next <laughs> next girl. I went next to Park. <laughs> <laughs> and you were even with him, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it, was a clo- it was a close race for last. But, you know, it was it was a great experience. I got, then I got I came played a couple exhibition games uh, in the Garden and one in Long Island. And I got sent down to Provi. So when was the switch over, Gresh, from winger to, to D-man? Because you played your whole career as a defenseman. When did that happen? Was it at New West? No, it happened my first year I left home, junior. Yeah. I was uh Chilliwack Bruins. I played six games of the first three. The coach didn't like me. Okay. Uh, at Christmas time, I wanted to quit. My dad said, no. You ain't quitting. He made a commitment to go the whole year. When the year's over, you can quit if you want to quit. I went back. I got off the plane. They picked up a bunch of us at the airport in Vancouver. We're driving up to Chilliwack, which was about 60 miles from Vancouver. And they said the coach, Bob Foster, got fired. And this new guy came in, Orv Litchfield. And I was I played left wing, right? So I, I didn't know. So I'm skating around the ice first day. He's coach. Comes up to me. He goes, Ron, how you doing? I go, I'm good. I'm like, what, what do you say to the guy, right? <laughs> 15 years old. He goes, uh, you ever played defense? I go, nope. He says, well, you are tomorrow night. And that so, was, I started so, playing defense. So he just started playing D. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. And, and. You know, you end up certainly um, playing a, over 900 games NHL as a defenseman. But so you draft as a D man, and you you yep. go in the Rangers, like you said, the Brad Park, Dale Rolf, uh, you know, all those those big names of the Rangers back in the 70s. I was a Bruins fan, and Ranger Ranger Boston games were awesome. You know, there was a good rivalry, healthy rivalry back then. Um, then they made that trade. Right, uh, the Rangers, Brad Park to Boston, Esposito to New York, and then Murdoch gets drafted. What were those years like? Because, you know, I heard the stories. I remember when I was a kid, a kid before I was drafted by the Canadians. I was down. I went down to New York to visit my friend Jack Doyle. We went to Studio Fifty Four, and I, I was with all my friends. We got in. There was like six of us. And I could see you and Mario Mewa was standing up at the bar. And someone said to us, those guys, New York Rangers over there, Gresham and Mewa. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, look, I want to be a, I want to play in the NHL one day so I can go to Studio 54 more often. <laughs> <laughs> that was my. Those were the goals. Anyway. Those were the goals back then. That's the first, yeah. <laughs> that's the first time I saw Gresh and then certainly played against you a few years. But. Those early years when Murdoch, Espo, like you guys were like rock stars in that city. And, you know, it got a little crazy there, didn't it? Away from the rink? It was um, when, when the trade happened, Phil, Phil came in and like I got along with Phil really well. You know, I still do today. Yeah. But uh, 
when those guys, when Murdoch came in and he got busted going across the border. Yeah. I remember he was, he, him, he lived with some, I think he lived with Dave Maloney. And then they. Yeah, share with Tim. Him. He got yeah, busted. busted. How did, yeah. did he get busted? Tim, Tim's not sure. Yeah, I was I was waiting for my parents to have sex so I can be born at this time. Was just I wasn't I wasn't even born at this time. So what? Yeah, what happened? Listen, to me, we were out one night out in Long Island, Long Beach, and here and murder is going. I'm going to Canada tomorrow, so we're all drinking. It's like I don't know, eight o'clock at night, you know. And he goes, I'm going to meet these other guys. I said, murder. Those guys are like they're bad. They're bad guys, man. It's all like. Like I, I never did drugs in my life, so I'd never, never, I, I tried to keep them away from me, you know, as much as I could. So then he goes, no, no, I'm going to go with him. I don't see him again. And my phone rings at like, I don't know what time it was. The next, the next night, right after that, it's John Ferguson calling me. He Oof. goes, Ron. I go, what? He goes, he didn't go, where are you? But he goes, check your house. I go for what? <laughs> check my because he knew murder was staying at my house. He goes, check your house. Uh, murder. Donnie just got nailed at the border for taking drugs across. And I go that night. I was like, I told him that night. Those guys, they're they're like they're just they don't they don't care. They're, they don't, they they have nothing to lose. All these guys who's hanging around with. Yeah. And some of them were really some of the guys are really nice, but a couple of them were really they they wanted to see how fucked up they could get him yeah well they, yeah, did, they did right and and, yeah. and tim uh don murdoch you know he was a what well, was he a first rounder wasn't he crash hey, listen to me he he could have been as close to mike bossy as he could have been wow. sixth overall he was in his rookie year tim he had 32 goals 24 assists in 59 games like he he could play and then and this he was a happened? great offensive yeah and it kind of ended his Everything kind of, or what? It- well, no, he broke. He, he ended up that year. He um, in practice, somebody pushed him, and he snapped his ankle because he was a little under the weather, you know. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And and uh, but but just I, I hate talking about anybody that bad things about him, but like murders changed his whole life around right now, Donnie. Good for and him. Really good. And he and he um, he knows what he did and didn't didn't do and. Should have done and whatever. I remember but he got he, suspended. Like, How many games was he suspended? Half, Did they, half the year. Half, the half, half of the year. Yeah, right. Yeah. But he, 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 you, you would, you would have just loved him. Yeah. As a he teammate. The funniest man. Like, uh, the things that, uh, things like, I can't, I can't mention on here. Cause, uh, <laughs> you can say anything you, you want. Can. <laughs> just, oh, really? oh. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I remember, I remember like things like the the women that this is pre um, Dugay, right? Yeah. So there was there, there was like me, then Donnie, then Dugay, and the girls were coming with suitcases to stay with them all over the country, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was an amazing thing. I mean, Donnie was and just the most likable, funny, down to earth guy. And just caught up, got caught in a bad rut. Yeah, couldn't get out. That sucks, and you know. Yeah. His talent level wasn't like wasn't down here. His talent level was like, yeah, shoot the puck. I remember you scored five goals in one game in Minnesota. Yeah, I don't yeah. care what team you're playing. You're bad. You scored five goals. You, you got to be a pretty good player. So yeah. that whole era, 
that whole ever though, Gresh, the Studio Fifty Four, like your team, and 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 what, what was that like? Like you were a close group of guys, obviously, yeah. but uh, how was yeah, well, that ever? Rangers were big, certainly everywhere they went. I know when I played from, yeah. I couldn't believe the number of Ranger fans in different NHL cities, but. What was that whole Studio Fifty Four era like with the the boys? It was it was uh, Mark Benneke was a doorman. He used to show up there at nighttime with you know like a little crowd of people, whatever. There'd be four, five, six, ten thousand people outside on a Friday night, wow. and the pouring rain too. Yeah, people waiting to get in. Like it was just, it was. I remember the first time I went there. I walked in. There was nobody there. They were letting people go in like something was going on. Yeah. And then, he, you know, but it, it, I remember when, I, I don't know if you remember the 1979, the Challenge Cup. Yeah. And uh, your your ex-teammate, Guy, they won the first game. He goes, oh, Ron, where, how do I get to studio? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on a team that didn't play. They got, they got swamped the next two games. <laughs> Against the Russians, right? Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. The first game, the guys were flying. And the next two games, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. It was not good. But but Guy, Guy was a special guy. I mean, he was just. Yeah, well, we'll get yeah. to him uh, for sure. Yeah. But I, I want to get back to you and your career. So you start off there in New York and, and you're playing regular. I mean, you, you had an awesome season. By the third year, I mean, you got 24 goals, 48, 72 points, Gresh. Like, D-man, that's, that's unheard of. Yeah. Like, just everything was clicking. Um, the first year, three games in the playoffs, the best three out of five, and then 77, 78, three games. But then, 78, 79, you guys, 18 games in the playoffs. You went, you went to the final, right? Against Le Habitants, right? Lost that stupid team. (laughs) So how was that, like, that experience for you? Like, you know, that first time of really – because, you know, you only made the playoffs twice before that and played three games. And then all of a sudden that team came together and you had an awesome season. What was that year like for you guys going to final? I think that uh, that team, uh, you have to give – 99% 99% of the credit to John Ferguson. Yeah. He he was the one that kept me around, kept Dave Maloney on. We were drafted before he got there. And he loved all the young guys. He was just uh, – when he, I think he came in 75 yeah, or 76. And he, um, he, he drafted Mike McEwen, who was one of the most underrated defensemen yeah. ever. Yeah. The guy could skate when people couldn't skate. Um, Duguay, Dublois, uh, Lucien Dublois, Dublois. Uh, yeah, um, all those guys there, and he brought a few older guys in, but some of the older guys weren't good for the team. No, they were on their they were on their last legs, and they were drinking themselves into another century, you know. Yeah, and uh, but that team, a lot of those guys on that team were all were all, were all Ferguson's guys, basically. And he he was an amazing guy too, Fergie. Yeah, I listen, I, I met him, but how was he as a coach, Fergie? Because I met him when he was GM. I met him here in Montreal. Mm-hmm. He was good friends with Serge. Um, yeah. How was he as a coach? Was he tough to play for? Was he? He didn't care if you made a mistake, but if you went out there and just did nothing. Yeah. He like he would have loved you. Oh my god, because that was like that was 
Like yeah. that was, you guys were on the same path, you know? <laughs> yeah. But he, he, uh, he, he wasn't like, some of the older guys didn't like him because they, you know, he wanted a little more piss and vinegar than, you know, than sugar and beer. Right. Yeah. And he, and so when he got there, all these older guys came in and, but they were ready to go out. And I think, I think probably the only regret that he had was trading Ricky Middleton. Yeah. Huh. When he went to Boston, yeah. right? Yeah. What was the city and, like and, that year uh, in the finals? Was it just nuts or what? <laughs> you can't. Oh God! It was. Um, never knew there was that many women in New York. <laughs> it was no, it was just amazing. And you know the the crazy thing is, there's a show on Netflix now called Fear City. It's all about how bad the city, how bad, how bad New York City was back then. Yeah, the I watched that, Crash. Crazy. And it's good. Yeah. And that's yeah. It. And 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 uh, I knew a bunch of those guys. That were all in that. that is it, what is it like a series or is it a documentary or what is it? Documentary. It's kind of like um, uh, how much crime there was, what okay. the police were doing, what the what the so called what the mafia was doing, whatever, whatever. And uh, I, I, I met a, a lot of those guys back in the seventies and eighties. They never ever talked about hockey with me. All they said we like the Rangers. Yeah. They they would send plates of shrimp cocktail to my house like as big as big as a thing you can make those big cartons of stuff. what Ooh, was I, it what was it I like when ever... uh what was it like when nux got traded to you guys did you uh did you guys know each other then or was that <laughs> no but it's the first time you get there he takes me out we start he wants to have a drink i go like nux i don't drink unless i'm alone or with somebody <laughs> all right let me let let me um let me straighten this conversation out a little bit, Tim. You really want to know. Here's what happened. Yeah. I got traded the Rangers. And we can talk about the hockey pot, too, what happened, you know. <laughs> but um, well, I, but we were, you wanted to play in the NHL to go to Studio 54. So we're, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. This is what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I get traded. I wake up in a friggin' hotel in New York the next day, and I'm like, man, unbelievable. And all of a sudden um, – um, you know, I meet with the team and everything. Gresh said, Hey, let's let you know, meet tomorrow. We'll go out for lunch, you know, blah blah blah. So, Gresh takes me to this place with a friend of his named Rocky, Rocky D'Antona. Yep. And we go to lunch. And me, I'm a beer drinker and I'm really not into tequila. So, Gresh starts ordering the tequilas. Oh, well, Rocky did, and Rocky was drinking water, ginger, ginger ale, ginger. ginger ale, and we were drinking tequila. He kept ordering them. He's like, ah, let's go. And we like, oh. I never felt so bad in my life that next day when I got up. I was never so sick. How did you feel that night going to the movie? Oh, it was terrible. Movie? Like, here's the thing. So <laughs> my wife was flying in. The Rangers got me tickets to a Broadway play. My wife flew in. All right, I get back from lunch and passed right out. She had to, she come in the room. She had to get the key. She come in the room. She woke me up. She said, we got to go. We got to go to the show. Right? She was all excited to go to the show. I'm hungover, like I, drunk, still drunk. I'm at the show. I just stink. People are like turning around <laughs> looking at me. Like, oh, God, I never felt so bad in my life. 
But that oh. was my first. That was your first <laughs> introduction. First full day in New York. First full day in New York, and Can't I'm even telling make you, a Broadway show. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sign of things to come. Let me tell you. But, oh my God. Yeah, you know, listen, Gresh, you knew me from the Rangers. I, I mean, from the Canadians. I played against you, and certainly that respect for you. Number four with the Rangers, um, we certainly hit it off right away together. But, you know, you know remember that year like we went on a, pr- a pretty good tear uh and remember we got bounced um the playoffs on the game. last day right yeah yeah we got that was uh we i don't know i can't remember we beat uh the quebec the, nordiques the, Jer- the nordiques yeah. jersey year, played what chicago year was that? what year was that 78 uh, or 70 it was uh 80 70. Uh, 87, 88. That I got traded 88. We went on a tear. We're yeah. looking like we're going to make the playoffs, Tim. On the last day, we beat the Nordiques. Fine. We're in. The Devils had to, had to lose or tie. They had If they lost a tie, we're in. Didn't they tie? And, yeah. Went to, back then, overtime still went to a tie, right? Yeah. yeah. There was no sh- And they ended up scoring. John McClain scored. I know, yeah, I remember in overtime. That. No shit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Against Chicago. And we were sitting there. I remember we're sitting in the room and we're like, you know, um, yeah. so down, all of us. That's the first time I missed the playoffs. So, what'd you career. do? Go to Studio but, 54 right after? Or what'd you end up doing? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> like, cool. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was uh, No. no. Uh, uh, studio, studio was a full time. Like, it was like, uh, I remember the first time I went there when it opened up. Back in '77, whatever it was, yeah. With a buddy of mine, we're in a bar called Hurley's in Manhattan. You know, I'm, I'm what, 22, 23 years old, whatever, and 22 years old, and I'm like in the bar, and me and my buddy are talking. We, it was, it was like 11 o'clock at night, and there was two unbelievable girls standing next to us. Two good-looking girls were talking to him a little bit, and uh, so my my friend goes, "Yeah, we're going to the studio." And she goes, oh, you guys can't get in. And she goes, oh, yeah. He says, yeah, we can get in. There. They go, we want to come along. And my friend goes, the only way you can come along is you give us one of these. <laughs> right, right in the middle of the bar. <laughs> they, they give us one of those. You. You're in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Oh, my God. Oh, that's amazing. I'm, ri- I'm writing a book, so you get to read all this crap. No, I can't wait. This episode's brought to you by BetterHelp. We all know how easy it is to get swept up in the fast pace of life. So much so that we forget about ourselves. It happened to me. And most of you know I've battled addiction and I've been clean and sober for years. I thought I could confront these issues on my own. I couldn't. I've become a big believer in the positive impact of therapy. It helped me to learn positive coping skills and how to set healthy boundaries. It actually empowered me to be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, I suggest BetterHelp. It's entirely online, it's convenient, flexible, and you can arrange everything to fit your own schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And quite frankly, I wish BetterHelp was around when I was looking for help. It's so easy and flexible. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash raw knuckles today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ron Knuckles. So, no secret, around the league, everybody knew they came to New York, they're going to see Carol off. Where did you meet Carol? Uh, Carol, supermodel, Tim, um, beautiful. Uh, and and there's Gresh with a supermodel. How did you two meet? And, and We ended up, how did we meet? We ended up, um, my friend, uh, uh, let's see, what's it, Kenny Oretsky owned a bar called Orn and Oretsky's. And uh, she used to go there because that's where everybody hung out, and I used to go there. So I, I would give Kenny my tickets, and Kenny would give the tickets to her to the game. So one night I go, I go in there, and I'm with another girl. <laughs> I go in, and, and uh, I go in, I'm sitting at a table, and Ken goes, hey, that girl over there is the girl I give your tickets to all the time. I'm like, oh, he says, well, you just go over and thank her. I go, I, I can't right now. Like the girl was in the bathroom, right? So I end up, <laughs> I end up uh, taking that girl home. I came back, and that was that was it. She was, she, she was, she Did you was, ask her really to give nice. you one of these? Perfect. Did you ask her to give you one of these or no? <laughs> no, she asked me. She <laughs> <laughs> goes, what do, you, what do you got? Like my, my son say, Dad, you got these old pictures of you with, uh, with like, you know, washboard, you know, like all that stuff. Now you got a keg. <laughs> I go, yeah, well, things happen. It's just one big, one big one now. Yeah. But no, that's kind of how that happened. And, and then it, um, we had, we had a great time for quite a long, quite a minute, quite a few years. Then we just, you know, things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, certainly, uh, you know, uh, I understand because I've went through that myself. Things do happen, but, um, yeah. um, you, you know, I, I remember, uh, certainly, um, the times I got to meet Carol and you, you were always good to me and gracious. I remember, you know, when you live in downtown, um, times I'd come over the house, we'd, we'd have fun. So, and then when you're up in Greenwich, certainly, um, oh, what a spot you had up there. I just friggin' loved that spot you had in Greenwich. A couple yeah, of team parties there were good. And, um, yeah, we had some fun. So yeah. I come to New York, um, and, and geez, it was so different for me, Gresh, playing in Montreal those years. And you guys certainly w- welcomed me. And, and, you know, I did have a few injuries, no question about it, but, what I guess when I got there, I just couldn't believe it. Like in Montreal, we never had all alcohol in the room. If you won the Stanley cup, they brought alcohol. First time I came to Rangers, I'm like one Dukes who I love and Dukes awesome guy, but Dukes was doing yoga. Like a minute before we were going on the ice for warm up, Right. And I'm going, what the hell's going on here? And then he'd run in the room and get dressed real fast and get on the ice. I, I was like, it would drove me crazy, drove me crazy. But then after the game, we come in the back back room. There's shrimp, there's sandwiches, there's all the beer, everything. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? It's just weird because I wasn't used to it, you know? It was such a different atmosphere. And it was always like that, right, Greg? Uh, no, it was. It started like in the uh, late seventies when uh, Sonny Werblin yeah. took over took over the team and took over the Garden, and it was like the Gulf and Western. And uh, Sonny showed up there. We had we used to hang our jackets next to our equipment, you know, like in the, we had no place to hang our hang our gear. We had to hang our stuff, you know, in our, in our stall, right? 
So he, he changed all that. And then when he, that was in 77 or 78, 78, I think. And then there was a bar downstairs called Harry M. Stevens in the garden uh, on the 33rd Street side. Yeah. And he used to say, okay, I don't care who you are. You go there for one beer or whatever after every game. Mingle with the fans. It was the best thing he ever did. Yeah. I mean, he did a lot of good things. He he was a guy, Sonny Werman was the guy that brought uh, Joe Namath to the Jets yeah. back in the 60s. And uh, Sonny, Sonny was an amazing guy, you know. But he, he that was that was kind of like, I think, where a lot of the Ranger fans really connected with the players after that. Well, you know, and which was cool, and certainly the, um, you know, everybody up in the in the the blue seats way up top, uh, just a, a awesome crowd and like diehard diehard Ranger fans. Um, that whole pot fan thing. Um, now, I didn't hear the story exact. I don't think, but Tim, the Rangers, anytime we played the Islanders. That whole place would chant "Pot Van oh, sucks." Yeah. Pot Van sucks. It was crazy. Yeah. Every time, and he was retired <laughs> at the time. But it was the Islanders, and they'd always say, "But so tell that story. What happened, Gresh?" I'm. <laughs> they do it today. They do it today. I went to the thing a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. At Amity Hall down, we had a bit of viewing party. They were chanting "Pot Van sucks" last night, and we're playing the Devils. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> I just think the Ranger fans are like. What what like, was that all going, over though? What happened yeah. there with Pop Fan that the Ranger but, fans got so mad at him? The uh, um, Pop Fan had some of the uh, some of the fault that he, he broke um, Alfie Nielsen's ankle. Okay. Hit. And Pop Fan, you know, you know how strong he was, right? How yeah. Solid guy and everything else, and when he hit you, you knew you got hit. But I think Alfie's uh, skate got caught in the right in the ice, and he got hit at the same time and snap right. After that, they carried Alfie out. Never played. He never played against Montreal. Or he tried to play against Montreal, in the '79 Finals. Yeah, but it uh, didn't work out that well because he just couldn't make it back in time. But he, um, that thing, pot fan sucks started. How many years ago did that? About forty-five years ago. <laughs> yeah, and they 40, still do it today. Wow, forty-four years ago. Did a lot. Little thing last night, Pop Fan sucks. Oh. You hear the guy go whistling and Pop Fan sucks. <laughs> but you know, you know what's the most amazing thing? It's probably like the Montreal fans, but I, you know, the Ranger fans are just amazing. Like, I remember my first year, I go into um, playing Vancouver and we're flying into playing LA a couple nights later, and St. Louis playing the night before us, right? Well, my friend that I played in the juniors with was playing on St. Louis, so I went to the game because it was at we stayed at the remember that place uh, whatever it was called the Holiday Inn whatever the Marriott Airport Marriott, Marriott. the Marriott and you go down to the form so I get in I go down to the form I I, I go into the building there's like four thousand people in there I'm like what the hell happened here it's an NHL game we had played there, and we played there earlier in the year and it, and it was packed right we were there. So I don't say too much. Next night I would go to the game. I thought maybe, you know, something, accident or something. I don't, I'm 19. I don't get, I don't know what the, what, what the hell is going on. Next day we play next night and uh, packed. 
And back then they didn't. Back then you couldn't buy the jerseys like you do today. So now you go to like last night, like half half that building last night, and the Devils was all blue. Yeah, like, right. My my sons are going to the game tomorrow night. Cool. My, my youngest son is uh, about six five, six six, three eighty. That's all. Yeah, he's uh, he. Uh, you get him two seats. Was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just takes one. <laughs> And he's he's such a good kid. Like he, like you know, Chris Kostopoulos, right? How big he is. Yeah. Chris looks a little next to him. Well, that's that's hard to believe. Hard to imagine. Like, no, he's he's like just he's he's not like overweight. He's just big. Like he's like he puts his hand on you. Yeah. Like I, I argue with him, but through the wall. You know, like I don't. Or on the on the phone, I'm in the truck <laughs> driving away. Because I go like, like he he'd never do anything to me, but he like he's just so. So it's like he he hugs he hugs his mother and picks her up and it's like picking a coffee cup up. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tim Gresh and I were roommates, by the way. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. add. I was gonna ask uh, <laughs> what what you know That's going back to, <laughs> going back to Chris getting traded. What kind of impact did that have on the team? Is that was he a player that you guys were in need of? Were you looking for? Did you have, you know what kind of impact did he have? Well, when when he, when he came to our team, yeah. Every, everybody got a half inch taller, or an inch taller. No, it's not, not that. Not that Chris is like a six foot five monster fight, but he could. Every everybody knew what he could do. He, he could fight guys six five and win. Mm-hmm. He could fight guys five ten and win. You know what I mean? He he was just a, he was just a. Was he, were you a vocal guy in the locker room, Chris? Was he vocal? Like just oh, yeah. Y- yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it was nerves, but I, I, I used to, I, I guess I used to um, kind of repeat some of the things that we had to do on the ice mm-hmm. to be successful. You know, them, some of them are generic, right? We got to make sure Keep we get the, don't turn the puck <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't turn the puck over the blue line. Let's get it behind them. Get to the net. You know, just stuff, reminders. You know, repetition is the key yeah. to retention. And I'm sure some guys are probably like, shut the fuck up. We know nah, I, don't, do, I bet but. not, though. I bet guys, you're the type of guy that yeah. you would say it, and then, but there were you guys that say that shit, and you're like, shut the fuck up. You keep it simple. There were guys that would say that, but couldn't back up what they were talking exactly. about. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's a big difference, you know? Like, yeah. And, the, and the, I, I remember when I got a picture somewhere. I should have brought that picture out with me and you walking off and slapping our hands up. Remember that sign? Walking, walking off the garden, walking. Yeah. Out, you know, remember between the benches? Yeah, we're walking. We're walking off like arm and arm, shoulder and shoulder. And we got, you know, Where is that? My, I, I want a copy of that. I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. I got. It, I got it. In my my books downstairs. Oh I no, I want to. I don't have it. It's it's a it's a it's like it's me and you walking off like like we're just we're like we're heading to the studio. Yeah, yeah. Up, you know? like, <laughs> and the last kicked out. <laughs> kicked. We're, I think we were playing. <clears throat> I remember it was Philadelphia or, or Pittsburgh or something. I think it was Pittsburgh. Could have been Pittsburgh. Was there anyone uh, on the I team, met. Chris, when you came to New York that you, you fought in the past? I don't think. I've always wanted to ask you that. Like, yeah, are we leaving? Yeah, I, I don't think there were guys okay. there, anybody I fought on New York. Because I fought Larry Melnick when he was there. He was gone. Um, and was Patrick. The only two Reigns I fought was James's brother and Melnick, I think. And Nicky. Yeah. And they were gone. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, Nick, yeah was a great guy too. Awesome I mean, guy. He he uh Nicky Pie I mean, Face. I, 
the story, <laughs> I'll give you a quick story with Oh, pie faces. I love calling that. He gets so mad. Oh, no, he don't like it. Oh, no. Remember Nick on a stick? The night they had him on the popsicle stick? Everybody in the stands, right? They had Nick Fatio. People love me, the native New Yorker. But they had Nick on a stick night, and they they made a, a cutout of his face, and they put it on a popsicle stick so you could sit in the stands with it on like this. <laughs> and everybody looked like Nick Fatio in the stands. Nick on a stick night. Oh. <laughs> If you're like me and you're going to play some golf this summer, you have to check out this hidden gem. Windmill Heights sits atop the beautiful hills in Notre Dame de El Perot. They have affordable rates and they offer customized membership opportunities for all levels. If you want to book a tee time, call 514-453-7177. Hit them straight. If you love your pet like I love my St. Bernard Adele, You'll want to feed them a balanced, biologically appropriate, raw diet. The reason I've chosen Formula Raw is because all blends of their food are locally sourced and they consist of exclusively human-grade meat and organs, as well as fruits and vegetables. And all products used are hormone and antibiotic-free. So like I said, if you love your pet like I love Adele, you'll choose Formula Raw. Make sure you go to FormulaRaw.com and use the promo code RAWNUX at checkout to receive 10% off your first order. That's RAWNUX, R-A-W-K-N-U-X. When you retired, Ron, were you still uh, capable of playing? I, I asked that because I don't know if it, this meant anything to you or if, if back then it meant much, but I know today it does. But you were, only, you were 18 games shy of 1,000. Was that something you were thinking about? I, I did, and uh, the guy that was a GM back then, I won't mention his name, but he uh, told me that, don't worry about next year, you're in. And, and then in the So that would be Neil Smith? I, I know. I, some days my, I have a bad memory of Well, things. I'll remind you it was him. And, yeah, he would, he would often say shit and then not follow through. So I'll say it for you. Yeah, and anyway, he <laughs> January that year, I go, let me know because I want to, you know, whatever, you know. And he goes, no, don't you worry. Because he came to me all the time to talk to me about what do this, do that, whatever. Not not that I I could help with anything, but I I would help as much as I could because I, I I was uh I just I love the New York Rangers, right? Yeah. And uh, so he in, in the summertime he goes, "Ah, oh, we're not going to use you." I go, "What what happened in January?" And I got I remember in the play, I don't even remember the playoffs. We played against uh, Capitals. Yeah. Like I hit in the mouth with a slap shot. And I knocked all my teeth out in the second game. Gets best of five. I played. I played all the rest of the games with no teeth. I couldn't eat. But it didn't matter. That's, I'm not. I don't cry over. I don't cry too much over the. Yeah, but that sucked. Is, you know that that yeah. sucks. You're so close to a thousand game. It would have been a. Listen, you played your whole career with the Rangers, which is awesome. Not guys just don't do that anymore. And and you know being just shy of that thousand. What a. You know. He could have figured that out. I had my playoff games in now, so I'm over a thousand. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Me true. too. Yeah. Were you there in '94 no. when they won it? Were you in the city? And what did that mean to you when they won? I, I, I was there, and uh, I have to, I have to say that I was very proud of New York. Mm-hmm. Not, not, I mean, I was proud of the team, but I was very proud of how, how, how New York handled winning. They didn't burn nothing. They didn't break nothing. They all got drunk. I mean, they were drunk for a while, 
and I, I was one of them. But uh, I, I I went to a bunch of the parties, but I I kept going one step ahead of the cup. So I knew where the cup was going next. <laughs> I'd go to the next bar and go there because you can't touch it. You know, you and, didn't uh, touch it. Never, I never have. Why? You still might be playing because I never want it. In, you know. No, well, that's terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I don't well, buy I, that. I, I, I work for the I work for for the Rangers now. So now, if they win this year, which I think they have a very good chance, um, I, I will definitely touch it. Yeah, you got to put your hands on that thing and get a picture. I touched it, and I never nice. played a. Pl- I touched it, and I never played a playoff game. So maybe that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's a good thing you have it. So. Uh, Listen, to me, there's only there hasn't been that many guys that have scored winning goals in the Stanley Cup playoffs for the Rangers in the last sixty years. Mm-hmm. I got one. Which is nice, yeah, right? To score a winner. I mean, you know, you know, I who, can, who, who, couldn't, score on Dryden? who couldn't score on Dryden? <laughs> How do you get number four? I didn't care. I hadn't when I when I left home, played for the Chilliwack Bruins. I wore number three, went to New West, played wore number four. Came here, went to Proby, wore number three, came up to here, wore number four. They could they could have they could have spelled my name wrong on the back of my shirt and give me a number that nobody would have known or no number. And I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't, you don't skate around like, look, look what number you are. Who cares? Well, and I mean, the truth is I, we're joking around. I mean, you come from a town of 10 people. Basically, <laughs> I mean, you had a hell of a career and you were ranked 12th yeah. all time as a Ranger. I mean, what does that mean to you? Do you think you should have been higher, lower? Or is that right where you need to be? I, I think, you know what, whoever did it, they, Made a made a good choice, whatever whichever way it goes. I think that um, I tried my best when I was there. I did I did whatever, and I and I like I have without a doubt the best job in the world. Okay, nobody has a better job. What is that? I work in the garden. Uh, they, when they ask me to do something, I do it. I don't go. Oh, I don't feel good today. I, I played uh, four years of junior. 16 years of pro never never missed a game because of the flu i would never never miss one of those and i won't do it today but i teach my kids that too if you be on time and people respect you for that be late people rem- they always remember somebody that's late nah. so, not, to, not to not to work with again so grass you're seventh all time on that list um yeah and there um certainly is a a, a man in saskatchewan that is pushing, and I I love this. And um, my cousin, huh? In Saskatchewan, it's my cousin. Yeah, your cousin, <laughs> uh, Toby. Who? Toby. And he's pushing for you to get your your jersey retired there in New York. I, uh, why isn't that happening? Can we get? Can we reach out to Do- Jim Dolan and say, "Look, what's going on? Gresh, you all time Ranger." I'm whatever whatever it is, Chris. I'm. Like, when I go to the garden, I still get butterflies today. Yeah. I go do stuff. I go, I go to, I go do learn to play, learn to play stuff every weekend for the kids. I don't skate. I just go visit the parents, talk to the parents, take pictures with the kids, whatever, whatever they want. And I, and it's like a. Um, you never skated anyway. I did. I skate. I can skate backwards. That's all I know. <laughs> Roomy. <laughs> I was, I don't know. I don't know why or whatever. So I don't. I don't. 
it's not for me to judge or, or to make a decision on why it is or why it hasn't been. And if, if it happens one day, I wish it would have happened when my mother was alive, but it, it didn't. And because uh, she, my, my, my kids used to call, they call my mother the warrior. You know why? Because she was one year older than old Yankee Stadium and four, uh, four, three, four years older than the Rangers. Wow. And she, she, loved, she was born in 22. And she died in 21, but she, um, she loved hockey. She said to me one time, how about this? Can you go to the league, go to that guy, Batman, and see whether they can make two seasons in every year, like, like two 50 game seasons. Yeah. And then that way hockey's played all year round. <laughs> so she Dude. loved the game. Players would love oh, that. She, she had an 80 80- <laughs> What's that? I said the players, players would, would love that. that. <laughs> well, you know, it, it depends. Yeah. You know, it's it's like I don't. I don't. How much time do they they take off now? They don't take much time off. Oh, it's year round. I mean, basically. No, and and the, and the thing is, the game is not. The game is not is a, it's a, it's way different. Like years, when Nux knows better than anybody. Years ago, every whistle there was gloves. Gloves were dropped. You were grabbing onto guys. Your shoulders were getting face washing. Yeah, all that crap. Now it's like they, they finish a fight. Like I don't think I've ever seen Nux in all the years he played tap somebody on the shoulder. Go good fight. Yeah, never. That Unless he was trying good. to gouge your eyes out in the meantime. Well, that's you know, that's just the way it was. And you sure I mean, as hell never seen me look at a fucking iPad. An iPad, yeah. What do you think of those, Ron? Oh, I, I, I um. I have some other questions. Okay. How many guys can you think you can get behind the bench? Coach? Oh, fuck. Oh, my. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's a guy for everything now. Right? Yeah. They got a guy for yeah. headaches. If you got a yeah, headache, they got a headache. Four guy. coaches. Four coaches. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like four coaches. A guy for the forwards, a guy for the penalty kill, a guy for the power play. And then they got a guy to watch the guy upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy Jesus! Like when I when I showed up, there was Emil Francis, Jimmy Young, and and I can't remember the head trainer's name now. Three of them. That's you it. Want, you want if you broke a stick, they had a guy Tommy Horvath. Remember Tommy yeah, Horvath? Yeah. He was another stick that you had taped in the back. And if he was doing something for the other team, you went and got it yourself. Like when you packed your bag up in Detroit in the old Olympia Olympia Stadium, like. After you showered, your feet were frozen because the shower things were about eighteen feet in the air. The water came down like somebody was spitting up there. And the, oh my god! I remember my first game there. My mom and dad came to the game, and it was snowing outside, and they were standing outside in the cold. My mom and dad were out in the cold, like there was their coats on. And I go like, "What are you doing out here?" They kicked us out. Uh. There's no place to go. Don't. And they got them on the bus, and, and then we got them back to the hotel. Punch a train, I think it was called in, in, uh, in uh, Detroit. I'm but the, I remember the board. The board, you know, the board is supposed to be like this, right? They were they're like this. So if you passed off the boards too high up, it went right into the stands. Yeah, there was no glass. <laughs> the yeah, isn't that but, crazy? Like, I mean, back to back, you guys. Yeah, your days was even crazier. But I, I I go to a game once in a while here in Chicago, and it's like I forgot about there used to be no net. You know, like the netting behind the nets. I mean, yeah. that is crazy, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, pucks yeah. go up there all the time. 
you know? It, it, it's like, listen, I think that whether anybody likes Gary Bettman or doesn't like Gary Bettman, they, they should give Wayne Gretzky 5% of their salary, all the players playing today, and give Bettman another 5%. What, yeah. what year do you retire? Me, uh, 92. I mean, you just got, you were just getting in, if you had played another 10 years, it would have been a whole bit different life. I yeah, mean, it would have been different, was. but oh well, would have, should have, would have, could have. Tim just retired. Oh, How but, long ago, Tim? 2018, 2018. 18. <clears throat> Tim played over in Russia. Yeah, my too. last game in the NHL was, two, was before the lockout, 2012. And then I went over oh, to wow. Russia. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they, I mean, you think like, like everybody should give Gretzky 5% of their salary at least. Yeah, for leaving Edmonton, Gretzky. going down. You wouldn't go to LA, there'd be, there's, there'd still only be 17, 18, 20 teams in the league. <laughs> Someone would have probably folded. Right. I'm supposed to ask you about Banff. Oh, he, he Tell was... me about Banff. <laughs> oh, Banff. That was a very. <laughs> we were in some. Local establishment having something to eat, or was it drink? I can't remember. Drink or eat. Both. Yeah, it was both. So, me and my friend Knuckles here were playing uh, darts, and we were roommates. Yeah, we were, and, and he left the windows open. It snowed in the room. It was like half a foot of snow in there. Uh, Serious, Tim. We got back to really? the- yeah. yeah, we had those vents. Up, you know, they could open up the skylights. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Skylights. He left them open. He wanted. He wanted. He wanted cool when we got back. Cool was fine. Um, we had snow in the room. <laughs> and there's, and there's, there's me and Nux. We're playing darts, and there's like we're playing darts and we're throwing them. And, and all of a sudden, Nux goes, "Watch this!" And he takes the, the pointy part of the dart, and Johnny O'Grodnick and uh, Marcel Dion were sitting at the bar, and Nux goes, "Hey guys!" And he heaves this thing at him. <laughs> <laughs> A little fat man. I never saw him get off the chair so fast. <laughs> the fucking drinks went up in the air. They spilled their <laughs> drinks. The bartender was hitting the deck to pee everybody around. And I, I couldn't stop laughing because they're laying on the floor and there's no dart. <laughs> I hit him right in the chest with it, but there was no point in it. Oh, <laughs> Boom, I went like that. Oh. oh, my God, I never laughed so hard. <laughs> But Gresh, Gresh leaves the part out that we're on our board here, and there are two guys or four guys playing next to us. Yeah. <laughs> so they're playing. They're real freaking serious. So the guy would throw his dot. Just as he's throwing his dot, Gresh would throw his at their board, <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, I'm going to get in the fucking beef here. Oh, shit, did we laugh. But Banff. <laughs> did we practice outside too, right, in Banff? Yeah, wasn't Gee with us? Um, Flower was he there yet? I am not sure. I'm not 80, sure. Did you play with, you played with him in New York one year, right? Oh yeah, I played with Gee. Yeah, he came. Well, Phil came to me. Phil came to me and said, "Hey, I'm thinking of getting Lafleur. Can he score 20 goals?" And I said, "Yeah, for sure. You know, I, he can score 20." He had 18, but he got hurt. Yeah. He missed like maybe 18 games. That was year we went to bat. Yeah, that was it. So flowers there, and we bam in the room. It was bam for the snow is right. No smoking on the bus. Yeah, okay. 
Okay, no, no drinking on the bus. Okay. <laughs> Your book's got to have a one chapter dedicated to you guys being roommates, no? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's me. No, we had a lot of laughs. There's no question about I, that. I, 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 we were in Montreal one time, and I, I thought I was roomed by myself. So I, I you know, I, I, I got, we were there like three days in Montreal. I, I had to introduce myself to Chris when he came to the game. So I've seen him in three days. <laughs> hey, I'm Ron Grisham. What's your name again? <laughs> oh, what a, what a well, I broke my remember I broke my arm in Montreal. I went into the net. I snapped my arm. Remember that night? And Tim, I had never taken Percocet. And I ended up, I broke my arm. And they said, listen, I said, oh, well, I'm going to fly home with the team tomorrow. And they said, well, we can't put a cast on it then. And if you're going to fly home, we can only put an ace wrap on it and put you in a sling because, you know, the the pressure from the cast would be too much for you. So I said, well, I want to fly home with the team. So they wrapped me up and gave me Percocet. Well, I took like, no, no, I took two, then I took two more. And I'm back at the hotel. We're playing cards and I'm drinking. I'm like. I'm turning green. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, I, I stayed up to like 5 o'clock in the morning. We get back to New York, and that general manager, Neil Smith, we get in the cab, and he's going to take me to Lenox Hill to see the doctor so I can get a cast on it. We weren't in the cab two seconds, and I threw up all over his pants and his shoes. I just went <laughs> all over him. He's like, oh. So I got him. I got, I got back at him for you, Greg. Was that the first time you returned to Montreal, Nux? When was you yeah? Were, what was that yeah, like? First game it, back, and yeah. I, uh, yeah, it was. It's kind of. I guess I was wounded puppy a little bit. They yeah. booed me. They oh, booed, you got booed me and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. sons of bitches, right? Yeah. But didn't you get hurt? Didn't you get hurt in Long Island too? I broke my arm again. Yeah. In the first was, game. Did you take Percocets? Um, no, I broke my arm. What happened, I was looking back for a pass, and that bum got in a, stepped up on me to hit me. And I put my arm up to protect myself. He had his stick, and I broke his stick with my arm. I broke my arm again right next to where it broke before. And I ended up, remember, I played the rest of the game with that. Um, and the broken by arm? the third pier. Yeah, I broke my arm. Oh, and then um, Roger Nielsen was coaching. And by the third period, he said to me, <laughs> he said, I'm not going to play you anymore. And he said, you can't even hold your stick. I, he said, Kenya. And I said, no, I can't. So he sat me on the bench and I sat there the rest of the game. But, and then that bomb got tried to fight me and I couldn't fight him because I couldn't, I could have never grabbed him. And I saw him that yeah. next season in, in preseason, we, we were down in Tampa Bay and we couldn't play because of the ice. Remember the ice wasn't, I was, I oh, was you weren't there then, but Baumgartner saw me in the hall. He says, look, I can't believe you didn't fight me. I mean, what's wrong with why, why won't Nyla fight me? And he said, I found out you broke your arm. I says, I, I'm so glad you didn't fight me. Cause I w- probably would have killed you. I said, yeah, you would have. That's why I didn't fight you. One. I don't hit stupid. No, no. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah. So, Gresh, those years, all right, coaches, especially, I guess, the years I was there, when you see Bergie, Roger Nielsen, um, 
Did you, you like Berge as a coach? Not really. You didn't, huh? No. No, no we, we didn't we didn't see eye to eye. Yeah. No, How about Raj? Roger I loved. Yeah, Raj was awesome, right? He was, pretty, he was pretty much a pretty straight up kind of guy. Right? Yeah. So he was it wasn't like um he he had weird things about him, like him and his dog, whatever it was. Yeah, what was the dog's <laughs> name? I don't remember, but uh, dog used to come in, he'd be laying down there, and like, you'd be the <laughs> dog was farting. It's like, <laughs> I got cold. Jeez, what was his name, that dog? Wait, because I remember it was like a guy's yeah. name, like Frank or <laughs> just something. You know, it was like Billy. A, a, yeah. <laughs> I had 13 head coaches in 16 years. That's unbelievable. Really? Wow. And six GMs. Unbelievable. Who was your Who was your best coach? Was it Roger Nielsen? I I, I think that um, I, I like I like Fergie. Fergie. And I like Fred, Freddie was fine. Uh, uh, Freddie, one night we were in Vancouver in his first year. I back into the elevator, the Hotel Vancouver, you know, I back in. Freddie, Freddie, who? Freddie the Foggy. Oh, Freddy oh, Fog. Shero. Fred the Frog, yeah. So I back into, I back into the, because it's, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, right? So I back into the elevator, and I'm standing, I push the button, and I look up, and then the doors will close, and then in the kind of like um, gold elevators, they had, I, could, I look, and I, there's Freddie standing in the corner of the elevator. <laughs> What's that? I don't say anything. I just go there, push my button, get off the elevator, go to bed. I go, oh, God, my parents are coming. He's going to you know, play me a shift. He played me so much the next night, I couldn't, even, I couldn't go out after the game. <laughs> you were too tired. <laughs> oh, God. It was like, I thought it was Vancouver. Imagine what if a team that was good. Imagine Vancouver. <laughs> I, I never liked Vancouver. You know what? I, I, played, I played junior hockey there, yeah. and they never drafted me. Yeah. So the back injury, like I know when I got there, you had some issues with it, but when did that happen? How how difficult was that to manage, you know, those last few oh. years of your career? And, and and what made you finally step away? Was it the back? It was the back. Just couldn't um, couldn't rebound from game to game. You know, it was like yeah. it, it, every year it got a little bit worse and got a little bit more like – by the time like 88, 89, 90 in there it was it was it was really bad. It was pretty bad. I wake up and it was like you know, you wake up in bed, you swing yourself over, get your legs on the ground, get yourself up. It was like painful every time. I mean that that's the same like what happened was I I started playing golf after I retired. Yeah. I didn't play golf anymore. And then in oh five, I quit playing golf. I just stopped playing. Because I played golf one day, then the next morning I couldn't get out of bed. Right. Well, Gresh did a few things uh, different. Like, I had another teammate that did that. Rick Green played his whole NHL career, stayed single, no kids. When he retired, he had kids. When you yeah. retired, you got remarried and had four children. Like, like, yeah. talk about keeping you busy in retirement. Yeah. Hello. Well, you know what happens is it's like uh, I uh, – it wasn't for tequila – <laughs> I wouldn't have any kids. <laughs> <laughs> Tequila does it. That's what they say. 
Oh, I'm glad I only did it that one night. <laughs> it's like uh, that guy that says, the guy says to the girl, "Can I buy you a? Can I buy you a drink?" He, she goes, "No, it's bad for my legs." He goes, "What do they, what do, they do? Swell up?" She goes, "No, spread." <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, uh, I, I, I had kids. My first, uh, my first one was, um, I was 45. Oh wow, six years old. Yeah, and I was, uh, I was 50. Uh, my daughter's going to be 18 in May. Next one, last one, I was fifty, and uh, best thing I ever did. Good for you. Great great kids, I love them. Uh, One goes to Syracuse, yeah, uh, upstate. Uh, One goes to uh, Pace in the city. The youngest one, she's like she likes to write stuff in movies and stuff like that. She's going to uh, Skag down in Jack um, in um, Savannah. Yeah. And my son goes goes to Iona, right down the street. Right? Oh yeah, New Rochelle, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Did any of them play like, hockey growing up, or did you get him into I, hockey at all? My older one did, but he kept breaking his feet. And every time he go on the ice, he was thirteen years old, bang, slap shot, foot broke. Nah. And then fifteen years old, then he then he quit and he tried to come back. He was pretty, he was a pretty good player, and he tried to come back when he was seventeen to skate, couldn't do it. Is he six five? He's the uh, six three. Six three. Yeah. So, yeah, when you're that large, like mm-hmm. it's hard to get out of the yeah. way of the puck. Yeah. <laughs> right. This jersey here, here. This is the Winnipeg Ice. Okay. Winnipeg. Is that Winnipeg. the American Ho- Junior Team? Junior Team in Winnipeg. Yeah, J- James Patrick is coaching there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so they lost last night eight to four. So Jeep. I wouldn't call him today. <laughs> he lost a moose What, job. what junior what? league's that? Uh, Western Canada Hockey League. Yeah. It's the dub? Okay. The have, dub. Yeah, they have Boy. They have um, a bunch of bunch, bunch of first-round picks in that team. They, How they is won, James? They won, they won. He's good. Jeep? Yeah. That guy, that guy, he's like, if you put Brad Park – uh, Nick Fatio and James Patrick together in a, in a room, they would talk hockey all day. Right. Brad Park, you can't sit between Brad Park and Nick Fatio. They got they got the paper out there drawing diagrams. <laughs> you know, holy Christ! <laughs> so, now, what do you think about today's I, team? What do you think about the Rangers today? They got a chance, right? I think they. Um, I got I got them winning the whole thing. I liked them. I think they're they're good enough. I think they're they're they got a little more size. I think they got that the goaltending. The goaltending last night. Everybody goes, "Oh, the Rangers killed them last night." I go, that guy, that guy made four or five saves. And Big two ones. or three were in breakaways. Oh, when it's, when it's it's two nothing. He made a, he stopped a breakaway. But like I I said to my, oh, we're gonna win in four games. I said, no, hold on a second. Like Jersey's gonna be much better next game yeah. tomorrow. Well, because they were young. Those are a lot of those guys that never played in the playoffs. Uh-huh. What it's like. Well, that's funny. They're Talk a team that scores off the rush, Gresh. They're a really fast team, and they're really good off the rush. And the Rangers took took that away from them last night. Yeah, he did make some pretty good saves, but that team, they're 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 a good rush team. If you keep them, if you force them to dump it or force them to yeah. to play off the that's cycle, they're not as good. 
Jersey's probably the best team from their blue line to the to the other goal. Yeah, they're going that way. Yeah, but they're not the whole two hundred feet, you know. But yeah. they 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 got some good speed in that team. I think the Rangers are just a little bit more experienced, a little bit mm-hmm. bigger. That that'll be exciting, and the goaltending, like you said, Bucks. So, James Patrick, um, God, I'll never forget this story, Michelle. Bergeron was coaching the Tiger, right, Tim? Mm-hmm. And um, we played, I forget who we played, and uh, Mark Hardy was a defenseman, Hoppo, uh, and he, he's a funny guy, great guy. And um, Bergie comes in after the period and he goes, Tabernak, what, what are we doing? Uh, we, we don't play, we don't hit, we don't do this. And uh, he goes, R.D., he says, I remember you in the Quebec League, Tabernak. You were tough, Carlis. What's what's happened with you? So Hobbo's sitting there like, okay, all right, you're fucking going to fucking single me out. So two days later, we're playing at the Madison Square Garden. We skate our morning skate at Madison Square Garden, which we didn't do all the time. And James Patrick, when he'd warm up, like, he was a really good skater, but he was, like, fucking hyperactive when he was on the ice. So Jeep is skating backwards, warming up really fast and bombing around. And, you know, you got to fucking watch out for him. So the coach is standing out at center ice, like, looking around at the building. And fucking James just, boom. He hits fucking back his ass. Boom. Coach goes up in the air, comes down. <laughs> boom. He hits his elbow, hits his head. And he's laying on the ice. He's going, oh, oh. And everybody comes over all concerned. And Mark Hardy goes, hey, Tabanak. He says, Bergie. He says, I remember when you used to coach in the Quebec League, you were tough, Scholes. Oh, fuck, he gave it right to him. Remember, Gresh? Oh, I'm telling you, we pissed. Oh, he was pissed off. Oh, but James, uh, I'll never forget when he hit him. You ever oh. tell the story about when you when that Van Beesbrook stole your shoe? Oh, you can tell that one. We're on we're on an airplane coming back from L.A. This is after Nux took me to some. After you stole my shoe. Who? You? No, no, it wasn't me. It was All right, so tell the story. We're we're uh, we're. He takes me to some taco place in in L.A. that I thought we weren't we weren't coming out of it. <laughs> three o'clock in the morning and uh so we get back to the hotel get on the plane Knox falls asleep and then van beesbrook stole his shoe well he didn't really steal it. he got he got it passed to him by somebody else but i won't i won't mention that guy's name <laughs> and it was him and uh, darren turcott <laughs> so so they take the shoe they put it up on top in the uh overhead right so I go to myself, well, that's that's a stupid place to put it. He's going to find it up there, right? So I take it, and I take it, I walk it up to first class, and I, I put it in the bathroom, in the trash can in the bathroom. <laughs> the girl goes, you can't be up here. Oh, okay, okay, relax a little bit, okay? <laughs> yeah. back. We land in, uh, I think we land in Kennedy. No, yeah. And it was pouring rain, right? So we're walking through. We're walking through the. Nux goes to get his shoe on the, on the plane. One shoe. He's walking through with one shoe on. No, no, getting... no shoes. I didn't <laughs> no, wear that. I walked barefoot. 
Yeah, but he took the other shoe off. He threw it in the garbage can. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and he throws the other shoe. He goes, rah, rah, rah. part French. He was taking a little, little French in there. He dumps it in there. So we get in the, and he's fuming, gets on the plane, on the, on the bus. We get back. I, 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 went, I think I went back into the city or somewhere, wherever I went. A couple of days later, Harpo gets hurt. Mark Hardy. Is hurt. Harp, Mark, Mark Hardy gets hurt. So they go over to Darren Turcott's uh, house. And Nux gets out and slashes one of the tires. No, <laughs> all four the of them. Yeah, I got oh, back the, in the I did the too. Boston came out of him. The Boston <laughs> came out of him. <laughs> he gets back in the car and Harper goes, he can still change those. He's <laughs> the so, All four of them. Right in front of his house. Right? <laughs> oh, God. So now that, that, that goes away. So he gets uh, J- John Van Beesbrook. Is getting, gets a car from Volvo, I think it was, right? Volvo or whatever. Yeah. So Nux goes to get some fish. Lifts the back seat up, puts the fish under the this is April now. It's starting to get hot. And it's getting hot and he's got he's got the fish under the back seat of the car. So I'm I'm there one day and I'm gonna get a ride in with somebody and Beezer goes to me, come and ride with me. I go, that's no, okay. That car couldn't <laughs> sit in that car. It so, smelled like a So Hoppo is with him one day in the car. He's driving him somewhere and he says to Hoppo, he goes, uh, Hoppo, can you smell that? I think my wife hit a skunk or something. There's a smell in the car. And Hoppo is like, he knows the fish is under the seat. And he's going, I don't smell anything, you know. <laughs> so anyway, finally, um, it comes out. Oh, God. John, they rip the car apart. They look under the hood. They look under his seat. They looked everywhere. Finally, they unscrewed the back seat and took it out, and there was the bag of fish. But and oh, <laughs> Bees was what Bees was like. Oh my! He said that, that that's a little severe, isn't it? I said, hey, those <laughs> yeah. are my favorite shoes. I mean, yeah. you know, you fuck with someone's yeah. shoes. Hello. Yeah, right. Listen, I, I tried to help you. I tried. I said, don't do that. You You're guys. so full of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, Give me that I, shoe. I'll I take care yeah. of it. I can't this. believe yeah. my roommate fucking backdoored me. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I, 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 well, listen to me, you were sleeping and you were snoring so loud, it kept me awake. <laughs> you oh, know, amazing. Gresh, you know I don't get mad, I get even. That's exactly even. right. I guess. And, and Gresh is, you know, just because you live down there now doesn't mean I'm not going to visit soon. Well, that's okay. You can go visit. I, I mentioned your name today. Good. Come back for game, yeah. I can't wait. And, uh, yeah, no, there was something else I was going to bring up, but I can't remember. Oh, do you remember the, what was it called, Wiss game to play, the card game? Yeah. Remember the card game? Wiss, yeah. Yeah, it was called. We played We played this stupid game. So Nux has a run, little run of bad luck. Yeah. And I hated me, cards. Uh, I hated it. He, 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 he owed me someone. He owed me somewhere between $2,400 and $2,600. Somewhere <laughs> in that area right there. <laughs> so we're in Calgary, and he goes. He goes. Uh, he says, "I'll get you the money." I go, "Nux, let's, let's go for dinner. Buy me dinner." He goes, "What? What was it? High High Steakhouse? High Steakhouse." He buys me. A, he buys me a steak. I go, "That's gory even though." And a nice he bottle goes, of wine. Yeah, nice. Oh no, nice. That was, no, he did. He did a nice. No that's, tequila. That's <laughs> Believe no, me, no. I I accept. I I appreciated your kindness in that. I hated gambling. 
I know. I, I'm going. I'm going tomorrow night after the game. I'm going to Mohegan Sun. Oh. I go up there. Me and my boys go up. Yeah, that'll be what's fun. That? A casino. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. Your, what's your game? Blackjack or what do you play? No, I play a, a high card flush. Yeah. Ooh. It's a table game. High card flush. I play um, uh, Caribbean stud. Let it ride. Let it ride. Yeah. Um, what about three card, card poker? poker? You ever play three card poker? Three card poker. I yeah. play that. Yeah. And I, I play I play those games because you don't you don't have to think. No, no. Check, you, gotta... you think like you think you're like strategically playing it too, but it's like you have no, you know. Yeah, you're playing blackjack, right? And you got a guy on your right, and a guy on your left, and you take a card, and they go like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah. Yeah. That's to the table. Like you know, you can't carry your gun in the. You can't carry your gun in. You know, so no, no protection. Uh, so, Schnur, Schnur. Um, yeah. Awesome to have you today. I appreciate you coming on with us. And uh, yeah, you, listen, you got to send me uh, James's number. I don't have it. I will send text it to me, and, uh, and I'll um, I'll certainly. How do, I, how do I get one of those shirts that you're wearing? Uh, you send me mm. your address. Is yeah, that, you give him his shoe back. You give him a shoe back. <laughs> yeah, you bastard. Is that? Is that is that the I thought, oh that's for you okay that's the oh, knuckles right. logo um, yeah yeah I'll uh, I'll send you a shirt send me your address send me James's number and I, I want to have James on for sure it's gonna be fun and James, um, James is a uh, he is a hockey guy yeah I you know he um, he loves coaching in Winnipeg and he's just he's just like a, he, they love him you know when he he got do you think we see him in the NHL someday. He should be. He, he should be. I'm not sure he wants to leave Winnipeg, though. You know, like I mean, that's just like my, my nephew. My nephew's on the team there, and they uh, they they love him. How well, many ki- they, how many kids did James of? have? Yeah, oh, sorry. James so, had two girls. He got two girls, and he's he married to Deborah. Deborah, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember you were at the wedding? Yeah, Deborah. Yeah, yeah. Upstate New York. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and Jeep was. Um, he, he's he's just like one of those guys you just can, you can never not like. Yeah, he's a good man, James Patrick. Really good man. Yeah, not really. There's a lot of guys like that, you know. You were one of those guys too, but when you were playing against you, you were a complete fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, playing against him or taking his shoe, then you were he wasn't. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, you, you know what? And Gresh, but, when I was on the ice, I loved being a complete fucking asshole to the other team. Just love you were, it. No, but you were, you were you were just you were like this you were like this competitor. Like you just that that was a, a perfect time for you to play in the game too. You know, like that was that was those were tough years, and and when you came to our team, it it made everybody you know. It's too bad you got hurt quite a bit. You know, two yeah. or three times, whatever, four times. But you you were you were like, playing against you. You had to always. One thing about. Guys, today they don't they don't have to look over their shoulder to see anybody's coming to hit them. No, no. no. You knew, like you knew every team that you were playing against who was going to be on the other team, which guys were on the ice, who was going to, whatever it was. And you and know, you know and you know, one of those coaches on the bench, he has a box of Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I, I can't. Who's, I love the who's game, handing though. out the Kleenex tonight? 
I, I, lo- I love the game. I, I, I love the guy. I, I could watch McDavid play every day. He might, he might be, the, in my opinion, the best player that has ever played hockey. It's crazy how well, good. He's, I mean, he's, he's not he's not quite number one yet because he has to be, he has to beat that guy from Boston. Yeah, he's he's right he's right that guy from Boston. I played against him in the seventies, and he scored forty six goals one year. And he told he told uh, Esposito that he had, didn't have one good hockey stick that whole year. <laughs> number four, he, he's the best I ever seen. Connor McDavid. Yeah, he's he's got to win Stanley Cups. Yeah. He's got to he's got to he'll put the numbers up, no question. But he got to win cups. But no one yeah. has quite done it, especially a forward at the speed. Ah, he's done what he's done. It's Some incredible. Def- I mean, when you're watching, sometimes you're just like, that's the NHL defenseman that he's just like making, yeah, torched. You know, you know well, it's it, crazy. It, would be, like, it would be so embarrassing to play against him, right? Like. Just think about your defenseman. You're standing on the blue line. You're, you're. I'm thinking about you pivoting, trying to get him. I think go to the bench. Come on, some next. Just skate forward. I don't care who it is. Get out there. He was changing when he's. He was. He. I saw him against. uh, I think it was LA a few weeks ago, and the the puck kind of got bounced to him in the by the blue line, and it was they were were, he was killing the penalty, and he took the puck and went through these guys, and then. Like he's so fast going left to right or right to left, and 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 going to top speed in two strides, like it would have been like, yeah, I don't it's think crazy. I could I would have needed a shotgun to stop him. Yeah, crazy. Bro, bro. He's fun bro, to watch yeah. though, like you said, it is fun bro. to watch. Yeah. Schnur, we gotta um, we gotta bust it up here. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Raw Knuckles podcast. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe.